Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Urban Glory Radio. Simply glorious. In spreading the gospel to the world, we have designed a streaming radio broadcast for every believer. This word, worship, and witness-filled broadcast streams live every week. Access episodes on demand 24 hours a day. Subscribe to our iTunes podcast and take UGR wherever you go. Visit us online at urbanglorycampaigns.webs.com. Also find us at twitter.com backslash urban underscore glory. And like us on Facebook. Enjoy today's broadcast. This is Bobby Thomas, leading executive of the Urban Glory Commissioners League. We are the financial support of the work of this great ministry and organization. I've been a supporter of this ministry in time, talent, and treasure, and I ask you to consider doing the same. Whatever the amount, give from your heart, and know that the leadership of Urban Glory Campaign appreciate your gifts, and the Lord himself will bless you beyond measure. Visit www. Dot paypal dot me forward slash urban glory campaigns and give today thank you for listening this is Selena Olivia one of the leaders here at urban glory campaigns coming to you again to say thank you for listening and to connect with us connect with us online we are on just about every social media platform find us on Facebook by searching urban glory campaigns on Twitter at urban underscore glory and on Instagram, our music association, UGMA, Urban Glory Music Association, as well as Facebook for the Music Association. Epic Night is coming. February 2017, a night of celebration, glory, and excellence. Catered with delicious food, glorious music, entertainment provided by Urban Glory's own Music and Arts Association and inspirational words in recognition of our founder, Reverend LaVon Breland, and various members of the support team of Urban Glory Campaigns. For more information, call 202-630-4UGC. That's 202-630-4842. Or visit www.urbanglorycampaigns.web.com.
you is by Urban Glory Music Association You Connect member Philip Carter. For booking and or to purchase his music, please visit www.philipcartermusic.com. Urban Glory Radio. Simply Glory. It is another time to discuss the Word of God, and this is Topic Tuesday. And Joni, your host is Selena Olivia, and I'm glad that um, she, she um, rendered her platform to me tonight to be able to discuss on election night um, a topic that I believe is going to help refocus the believers. And I want to speak to believers tonight. I know that we have already made up our mind who we're going to vote for and why we're voting, but I want to remind us of a greater cause that's the that our voting philosophies must submit to. And that is the subject uh, entitled um, Renewing Our Loyalty to the Kingdom of God. Renewing Our Loyalty to the Kingdom of God. We're going to go through scripture today, but we got one scripture that we're going to begin with, and of course it's very familiar, um, and then we're going to go into, um, into our content for tonight. And I trust that the Holy Spirit will enlighten and open your mind to as to as to what is necessary. Amen. Well, let's pray and not delay. I have a little bit of time, but a lot of content. Praise the Lord. And not delay. Father, we praise you and thank you for this day. Knowing that this is the day that you have made, we rejoice and are glad. We do thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do lean on the pen of the Holy Spirit as that educator and guide, giving me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought. Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And, Father, in everything that shall be accomplished and shall be revealed, you be glorified. For it is in the name of the Lord Jesus. We praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen. We house within us the DNA of God. In him we move, live, and have our being. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith, so we look unto him to bring clarity to our faith, to bring closure to conflicts pertaining to our faith, but ultimately to create a sense of culturalization to how we exist. Those who have been justified live by faith. So faith is the lifestyle of the believer. It is the reality of God's priorities placed on the forefront of our minds with the kingdom focus actualized in our actions, in our conduct, in our commitments, rather our actions, our commitments, and our um, our actions, our beha- behavior, and our convictions, and our commitments, all right? So we know that as we, as, as we embrace what God has ordained and created and innately enabled us to achieve, which is the reality of his kingdom, we know that God is pleased because it's all actualized through faith, and without faith it's impossible to please God. Anyone that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Our topic is renewing our loyalty to the kingdom of God. There's a loyalty that should awaken within us. 
You know, one of the things that has been interesting to hear in the commentary of people during elections, amendments to to why they place allegiances and commitments to whoever they choose to vote for. It's as if it's as if the morality and the and the and the of the the, the position of faith is then amended based on their loyalties to whatever they believe is imperative for this particular time period. There should be no uh, hesitancy or reluctancy to the reality of there being a distortion to the way the world sees culture and the way we see culture. We should almost be amused when it comes to times like the election because we ultimately know that the natural man cannot obtain the things of God Neither can he know them because they're spiritually deserved. And because they have they are not alive in this spirit, the world, the system the systemic warfare that exists uh, uh, according to the principalities and the powers of this world, because they exist, socialism, there will always be a altering conflict from the love of God, from the life of God, and ultimately the loyalty that we should have in existing as the kingdom of God. See, the kingdom of God is God's culture actualized in our lives as we as we obtain revelation of who Jesus is and how Jesus transformed us from the inside out so we can serve God acceptably through his righteousness, through reigning with him, through ruling under this new authority that we have in Christ. Those those things superior uh, uh, supersede what takes place in the world. So when we really have conflict with can't really decipher what is the best decision to, to take, we ultimately resolve thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And if you could not do that and make a, a conscious decision on who was the best candidate uh, in this world, something's wrong with your faith. Something's wrong with your faith when you get so embittered to the point that you can't see uh, uh, something as trite as selecting a candidate who's better qualified to serve in position until we take our rightful place at the church and change this world into the kingdom of our God. You got to see that the world as diabolically, hostily opposed to the nature and the knowledge of God. And if you don't have that, if you hold America as a as a Christian nation, you are deceived. And and then there needs to be a renewing to the loyalty of the kingdom. A loyalty of the kingdom. And so of course we go back to our premise of of of, of, of the theology of the kingdom. And of course, you know, there's five scriptures that you all ultimately can define what the kingdom of God is. Matthew six thirty three where we begin. John three Three through six, Matthew nineteen, verse twenty-one, which is the process of the kingdom, the proclamation of the kingdom, is Luke eight ten, and then Luke nine twenty-seven is the power of the kingdom. Of course, you know the parable of the growing seed in Mark four, and the parable of the mustard seed in Mark nine, and the parable of um, The, the parable in Luke 14 also uh, highlight what the power of the kingdom is. But the scripture in Matthew 6, 33 says, look, seek first, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, 
and all these other things, all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for what to the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself, specific unto the day, the evil thereof. For, and, and I like verse 32 where it says, for after all these things do the Gentiles speak. Of course, of course, it's talking about faith. You've got to really go back up to verse 25 to really get the context of it. No, well, actually, verse 24, but it says, uh, no man can serve two masters. You know, and that's, and that's what's happening. You can't be a part of the kingdom of God and have an allegiance to America. you got to choose who you're going to serve. And sometimes that, that um, and yes, we live in America, and we're proud to be Americans, in a sense. But more important, I'm, I'm proud proud. I'm more proud to be in the kingdom. I'm more proud to be into the into the kingdom of God. And of course the, the kingdom of God is the God kind of culture. It's the God kind of culture. So uh before I get into the, the meat of the outline, I wanna just kinda of give you uh what the advantages of, of this, this comprehension of the kingdom. A kingdom conscious will prov- provoke a, a you to experience a, a a God factor in your reality. It will it will uh, it will um, come it will commend your conscience to come become aware of of the importance of sanctification of character and modifications to holiness and righteousness, and then it will also uh, pr- um, um, caution you that you can't fake this thing. Not only will it caution you that you can't fake it, um, it will it will commit itself. When you become aware that you are a part of the kingdom of God, that that the only way you can confidently exist in the kingdom of God is is through the Holy Spirit. And I'm gonna repeat that a little later. But the kingdom um, operates on God's sovereignty, and God's sovereignty is God's word is final authority. Spirit leads and guides me. That is the ultimate truth. And 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 for God I live and for God I die is the ultimate resolve. God God becomes before anything else. And if you can't confidently say that, some of you put your family before God. Some of you put yourselves before God. Some of you put your jobs before your God. Because that's those are who you yield. Whoever you yield your members to obey, you you are. And if you and if you're not first yielded to God, and this is these are real life life issues, then you need to renew your loyalty to the kingdom, the way God operates. The kingdom of God emperor. Uh, um, indicates the operation of God. It's the dominion of a king. The king is God. His dominion is based on how he governs. He governs by his spirit. Instinctively, we are aware. He writes laws on our hearts and mind, and we are a people committed to him. We are loyal to him. And it's, it's, it, today, we live in a society where people are not loyal. You know, some of the greatest conflicts that I see as I'm getting older, and I ask myself when I'm reviewing friendships and those who are close to me, do you really have my back? Can I really count on you? Every once in a while, do you review to see if our hearts really still sink? Because sometimes when I look at people that are supposedly close to me and they can't pick up my heart, cautious as to their loyalty. So when I was listening to all of the rhetoric that has gone on for the last year, and we're at this election point, I hear God asking, where's your loyalty? 
You know, this is not shaking me up. I mean, we're going to have a president tonight, uh, and, uh, you know, I'm concerned. I'm a little more concerned than I've probably ever been in the other elections because we have some very unique characters running for, for, for office, and I really want one to win over the other. I do. Um, I'm not ashamed. But, I, but it doesn't outweigh the scheme, the redemptive scheme that is in my heart that, that's going to rebound and restore and renew a fervor to continue. You know, this year I'm, I'm walking into my 30th year of preaching. And I know my content and my my concepts have just altered have been altered. Um, but but loyalty is everything to to me. One thing I I try to be as and not necessarily try, but I endeavor. No such thing as trying. You either do it or you don't. I endeavored and effortlessly uh, seek to convey my loyalty to those who I've covenant with. That if I'm for you, I'm for you. If we're if we're if we're together, we're together. We may not always agree. We may not always see eye to eye. But you're gonna know my love. You're gonna know that I care. I'm not only gonna say it. I'm going to embody it. And you know why I can be like that? Because I I've experienced a relationship with my heavenly Father, His precious Son, by His Spirit. Glory to God. That that when everybody else forsook me, there was an inward stability. That rose up in me that caused that caused me to stay sync with him. So what come what may? If I go through the fire, I know he's there. If I go through the water, I know he's there. And if God before me, who can be against me? And that's what I mean by renewing our loyalty to his kingdom, to his operation. And 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 in order to do that, number one, I have to admit that we don't know the kingdom mandate because a lot of us. Don't know it. We don't know to seek first priority. One because discipleship hasn't taken place. We don't daily devote ourselves to the Word of God, and we don't discover the advantages of diligently seeking God through prayer and sanctification and supplication in the Spirit. This, these are these are things that are taking place, and these are ways that you can know that that this is taking place. Ultimately, when we talk about the kingdom, this is what we do know, that the kingdom of God is not ideology, but it's a greater reality that is realized through adaptive, uh, adapted to the nature of righteousness, access to supernatural power, and awakening to, um, um, awakening to authentic giftings. So how do we know that we're in the kingdom of God? Three things will always happen. You're going to find out that righteousness is the result. Seek first the kingdom of God and what? His righteousness. There's a right way to go about God. There's a way that seemeth right unto man, but in the end it leads to death. But the way that is right is narrow. It's a fixed. It and 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 and, and it, it causes us to be chastened and, and corrected and confronted with the evils of this world and eradicated from our character, so we can consecrate ourselves before God with a contrite heart and a spirit that is open to be. Uh, submitted to the will of God. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. So when we when we say that we are adapted to righteousness, we why are we adapted to righteousness? Because we don't we don't, we gain access to his power. Glory to God before the kingdom of God is not in word, but it's in what? It's in power. And then we've awakened authentic giftings because what God will first do is is show you what you have, show you who you are, and show you what you can do. Now it's up to you to do it. 
so that you can experience the kingdom. But at least the discovery is based on an awakening that comes from the, the submission to the Holy Spirit. But you got to submit to the Holy Spirit to see that take full effect. So the kingdom of God, secondly, advances us through righteousness. That's what we just said. Peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy is an inward stability fortified by the Holy Ghost that he has worked it out. So we have an assurance through joy. That's why we can take joy in the midst of trial because we know all things work together for our good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Now, not only that, we know that the Holy Spirit is the realm in which we experience the kingdom of God. Well, the Holy Spirit enables us to live the Christian life. So when we say that we, we exist in the submission to the Holy Spirit by adhering to the voice of God, which is revealed within one, scripture, two, situation, three, sensation, four, spoken through seasoned saints, and then five, sitting in a local church. Did y'all get that? See, I want y'all to understand, how does God speak? He speaks through scripture. He speaks through situations. He speaks through sensations. Sometimes you have natural phenomena. You, you can sense that God is moving. And most of us in this era and this time, we're sensing a change. Hallelujah. Because God is, is requiring us to admit that we don't know the kingdom mandate. And this is what I'm reviewing. The spirit of God, hearing the voice of God, and obtaining the knowledge of God. You know what I'm saying? Spoken to Stephen Faith. You need somebody to confirm what God is speaking to your heart. But if you don't open your ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, and God can only speak, a Spirit can only speak through a body, you got to sit under somebody or get connected to somebody where you can shut up and listen, and you can hear God. If you if the only person you listen to is yourself, you're in trouble. you got to open your ears. If them that have ears, let them hear. And he's screaming and crying prophetically for people, but you got to be you have to operate in a high level of humility to experience that type of reality. And then you got to sit in the local church because some things are only going to cut, be cut, cut uh, un, under the current of a corporate anointing. You know what we mean by a corporate anointing? We sit together and say, there's a command, there's a commanded uh, um, communion that takes place. God can then manifest Himself through signs and wonders that He can't even do in your own personal devotion to a corporate anointing. Why? Because the gifts are awakened, the power is in here, and the gift um, and, and, and righteousness is in the midst. It becomes an altar. It becomes a place where sacrificially we acknowledge the presence of God to come and aid us and to help us and to give us mercy and grace in the time of need. But if you don't sit yourself in a place where you can receive from God, that won't happen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Bless his holy name. Now, secondly, not only do we need to admit that we don't know the kingdom mandate, we need to awaken the urgency for the kingdom to exist by, number one, affirming the literacy behind the doctrine of the gospel. Now, what do I mean by that? There's a literacy. Literacy is an understanding, understanding how the word of God takes, takes residence in our heart told you how the kingdom of God is like a man that's got a seed on the ground. And depending on how we receive the word is how much access we have to the kingdom. Some 60, some 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 40, some 60, and some 100-fold. 
the, the kingdom of God is the word unto you are given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, the seed is the word of God. And it's the word of God that alters us into God's righteousness. Ultimately, we are transforming. We are being instructed in righteousness. That's why God gives gifts to the church. And he placed elders in every church, those who are seasoned, who have processed things with the Lord, so that they, uh, so that they can, can convey what you need to know. Hallelujah. See, some of us are not listening. That's what the Lord is enlightening us to, to the relevancy of the gospel through the apostolic doctrine. What what would it mean? The apostles gave great witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a life that comes through the proclamation of the gospel that is proclaimed by a man who has been separated by God to proclaim the word of God. You get what I'm saying? So we have to affirm the ministry behind the doctrine of the gospel. What is the doctrine? The doctrines are the teachings that emphasize what Christ came to change. The good news was Christ came to change the things that we could not change in our own flesh. That's the doctrine of the gospel. And we got to listen, we got to take note as to what Jesus changed. Sabbath worship, sacrificial worship, senses of worship, uh, uh, also of uh, 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 selectivity, the, the seriousness of prayer. It, we didn't know the, the, the fervency behind seeking and praying and knocking and asking and inquiring and, 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 and being healthy and whole and prosperous. We didn't know that until Christ came in and instructed us on various things, how your attitude should be, the beatitudes, the virtues of, of, of Christ, the, the very nature of God, realized through the armor of God, which is the nature of God working full effect in our lives. Those things are all the doctrine of the gospel. So secondly, we have to acknowledge the cultural transformation mandate they of a gifted church. So we go to church because God has gifted those in the church to spark a revolution. Not for the, the for the benefit of those who are in the four walls, but to command an evangelical or or an an what do you call it a, a surge a, a, a charge that that ignites us to go out and commend those to, to come in so they can say what must I do to be saved? And it's not until we awaken the gifts in the church that those things take place. When the church is operating prophetically, evangelical, through uh, delivery of the word of God through teaching and, and the prophetic, those those all those twelve gifts in, in um, Corinthians and, and, and all those uh, five gifts in, in Ephesians and all those uh, those those accounts and acts that affirm the spirit driven church, it's not until we go up church that that they will see the the transforming power. And how do we do that? By renewing our minds, by, by refreshing ourselves on the reality of repentance and being willing vessels that are readily offering God living sacrifices <laughs> acceptable unto him. And then we got to answer, thirdly, the cries of, of, of the hurting through sacrificial compassion. It's all about our heart. Loyalty always indicates your heart state. Where will your heart go to be to, to resign. People are not loyal today. They just use you and they use each other. We got to stop that by awakening the urgency of the kingdom because the kingdom's effect is for us to have an internal, impassionate uh, um, uh, force of love that forces us to operate in compassion and compel men 
come. Hallelujah. Now, that's a little deep, but you can go back over that on your own time. Finally, we got to alter our approach. We can't just be looking like the church. We got to be the church. We got to realize, number one, realize the magnitude of prioritizing of God's first culture. Can you see the advantage of, of, of saying, God, I'm available for whatever you want me to do, whatever you want me to say, and by the help of your spirit, I will obey and I will comply to your your directors. I will comply to your delight. I will com- um, comply to the discoveries that I find in your will. My, my cousin loves to sing the song, the safest place in the whole wide world is in the will of God. And that's when we realize the magnitude of prioritizing that, then we can, number two, restructure our commitment to embodying these virtues through Christ. Because it's in him that we live, move, and have our being. You ask yourself, what would Jesus do? But how would Jesus do it? Daily, Jesus did something to manifest his compassion through love and through continuing to proclaim the gospel. And that has to be our passion. You can't fake the church. Don't just join join the body of Christ without, without finding out the facets and the glory of the body. It carries on a power and a weight and a responsibility called the glory of God. Glory to God. The, the beauty of his effect. Seen in humanity. First, rejuvenating us. Um, and we got to get off of us. We got, to, we got to let it work in us, yes, but release it so that we pass it down from generation to generation to generation. And finally, we have to rediscover the empowerment that sparks exploits from uncommon unity. We got to get together because the worst thing that has been displayed in many of the things that have taken place is a, is a disjointed church. A disjointed. We don't even know what we believe and why we believe what we believe. And we get discombobulated with situations like elections and, and or, or stances that should be common to us become conflicting because we all want to get our two cents out versus projecting the effects of the exports that come through the unity that we're commanded as a result of our compliance to the gospel of Jesus Christ. So God God has laid out a banquet before us. Many are called for fewer changes. The harvest is plentiful, but the labor one, you are you ready to it? Are you ready to it? If you are, begin with renewing our loyalty to God's kingdom. Renewing our loyalty to God's kingdom. Acknowledging and admitting we don't know the kingdom like we should. Awakening urgency. Through the kingdom by affirming literacy, acknowledging the need for transformative culture, and answering the cry of the hurting through sacrifice. Then altering our approach to realizing priorities. Recovering the power that can only be achieved through unity. Unity of the diversity of the body. As God has set some in the church as they please him. Yeah. So that we all could come into this unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of Man and to a mature and perfect a man called Christ Jesus within us, who is our hope. He is our hope. And with our hope is a system of achieving God's culture over what we see in the 
world the best to the kingdom. That's what I'm pleading before you prophetically under the unction of the Lord today. I don't care who you voted for. Renew your loyalty, church, to being who God has called us to be. That is the church, the pillar and the ground of truth. Until the church takes its place back over the authorities that seem to be so prevalent in this world as influential as what they think is global domination, if we dare stand, if we dare just take our seat, actually we always say stand up, but I'm telling you take a seat. Seat on the sit on the right hand of God, ascending so high supernaturally in the spirit that you see things like God sees it. You say things like God would have you to say, but ultimately you do things through the power of Christ, where there's such an evidence in your heart and in your body and in your soul that people will not get it twisted, that although the day seems to be evil, God's power, they don't stand a chance against God's church. That is the gospel. That is the power of God. That is the word of God for tonight. Continue to vote. Let people know. But after you vote, renew your loyalty to the kingdom. Some of you done messed up on your vote. You went, you went trying to take allegiance to parties over prophecies. If you knew the prophetic passages in this page, you would know that the kingdoms of this earth will come to nothing, utterly nothing. But if you have the power of God on the inside of you, you'll make a choice and keep on progressing until you see the kingdom of God done on earth as it is in heaven. I trust that whatever you set your hands to do, you will do. Greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. God bless you and good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.